Welcome to the Family Prosperity Podcast. I'm Michael Redden. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about something that a lot of folks who listen to podcasts are probably wondering right now and thinking to themselves. But my business is different. My family's different. My situation's different. It's not as different as you might think. So, a lot of families and businesses think about it. They think, you know, my family's different. My family's unique. There are special circumstances that are just us. We're not like everybody else. That's true. There are things about you that are different. No two families are exactly alike. But human families have been around for a long time and so have family businesses. And all family businesses share the same kind of problems and the same kinds of concerns. They just approach them from different perspectives. Different things work for them. Different little tweaks and challenges on it, but they're the same. And they're predictable. You're not alone. Other people are going through the same stuff. Other families are facing these same problems. And you're certainly not strange. Strange is that different in a bad way. There's not something about your family that's so different that things can't work for you. That you can't approach these things and get solutions and get what you desire and what you want. Keep your family together and take care of each other. That also tells you there's something really big out there too. Since you're not alone, since you're not strange, and these are some of the same problems that all these other families who are different than you. They're not exactly like you, but they're facing them, and some of them are succeeding. Some of them aren't. Because some of them are getting through it. You can learn from that. You can learn from others. You can learn from the success stories. Your problems can be solved. Now, just in case you don't believe me that your family's problems... The business side, you know, we can talk about the personal sides in different podcasts. But I bet once you see how I lay out to you the real categories, the five categories of challenges and problems that plague and uh, hound most family businesses, you can see how families, whether they're business families or not, can face the same kinds of problems on the people front, the people side. So let's look at this and and keep in mind, too, that while these are predictable, there's always going to be different kinds of perspectives on this. That first common problem is succession. What's going to happen to the business for the next generation? We're going to assume that the business lasts to the next generation, at least lasts to the decision point. But who's going to take over? How's it going to be run? Who's going to be the big kahuna? Who's calling the shots? Who gets to own part of it? Do we all get to benefit? All those kinds of things are common to every family business. You might have your own unique little spin on it, unique extra circumstance. But people have seen this before. 
And looking at what works for other people, you could take that, you can tweak that, you can change that. And it'll work for your business too. So think about that piece. Here's another one. How do you fund or finance both business growth and family liquidity? Every business has that challenge. How do we fund our growth? How do we keep going? Do we get it from family members? Can we raise sales to do it? Do we need leverage? If we go to the bank, is it just one partner who's going to put stuff in? Just How's it going to go? It's inherent in every business. It's especially concerning for family businesses. People are going to come at this from different value points, from different stages of life, different needs. And the flip side of that too is family businesses aren't just for the profit motive. We can say they are. We can think they are. But no, really they're there to benefit and help the family. That family liquidity piece. The business is going, it's operating. It gives us a lot of buying power. We have customers and things like that, but how are we going to pay for Johnny's school, Johnny's college? How are we going to pay for something unexpected that comes up for Sarah? What if we want to branch out and buy these other things? What if something happens and we need to buy a member of the family out of the business? That's going to be a big chunk of change. Where are we going to get that from? How's that going to be paid for? All those things come up kind of common for family businesses. You may have a different take on it. Maybe it's a balloon payment from the bank. Maybe it's something else, but you have liquidity issues that come up with a family business. It's a source of your wealth. It's a source of your growth. It gives you all these opportunities, but sometimes it's not as liquid as you need it to be. Another problem is attracting, motivating, and keeping key employees, the non-family kind. We usually don't have a lot of trouble sometimes attracting and motivating those key family members, family employees. Sometimes we have a problem keeping them, especially if, you know, there are three or four of them that are qualified to be executives or want to be, but there's only one spot. We can have challenges then at keeping them. But for those non-family employees, that's the real challenge, right? They don't have that emotional attachment to the business. They don't feel like they were born into it. And seeing family members around may make them concerned about their future, whether or not to dead end for them. But you need them. You can't fill every important role with a family member, especially not at every generation. You're going to have to address those issues. How do you attract them? Where do you find them at? Then once you have them, why do you, how do you motivate them? Because your culture is going to be a little bit different than other big corporations because your family's got a family culture element to it. And how do you keep them if they start to think that they can't compete with family members? It's going to be key to your success. And again, your family situation may be different. Your business may be different. But I bet this is a concern at some point. Just have maybe have a few tweaks to it. A little bit things different. Little, little changes. Another one that's a real hot potato compensation of family members 
That's right. Your family business. So that means family members work in the business. They're employees. They do that day to day. Even if your family members don't work in it. Some of them are probably on the board of the corporation. Some aren't. Those people who are on the board for the board seats, who are in there in the trenches day to day and working, they expect to be compensated. And it's fair. They're doing that extra work more than other folks. They probably should get something. But I bet there are a whole lot of different perspectives in the, in the family about what that compensation should look like. How much is it? What did they really earn? Because what extra they get, the others don't. All the problems facing family businesses tend to be coming from common areas. Just different perspectives for based on family dynamics and opinions. And then that compensation goes to the other piece of employing the family members. Just blood, not. No matter how you look at it, family employees versus non-family employees, they're different. You can try to say they go all you want. You can even try to treat them that way. But it's not true. They're different. You treat them differently because you recognize that difference. They can never be truly equal. So there's going to be some friction with that. How you do with those internal policies that keep those other employees going and the family members connected and together. Which ones do you employ? Where's the in-laws coming? How do you compensate? What do you do? How do you handle those disputes that come up? Who gets first dibs? All that stuff comes up and you get to talk about. They're all common to all the family businesses. And family business problems tend to come from these areas. Maybe the founder who built it up was great at building a business but isn't great at scaling and going. Should they still be the CEO? Can you even remove them? Will they let it go? That's an employing family member's issue. They all come from these same parts, and other families have dealt with it. Other families have seen it. You can learn from them. Which one of these issues is most important in troubling you? Tends to be based on what stage in growth and family evolution and what stage in business growth and scaling and evolution you're at. And they'll revisit you again and again when you reach new heights and new levels. Because at every level of growth you're at, you're going to go through these same things again. Think about even growing your business. You faced same business challenges from marketing and acquisition and fulfillment. You face in some way the same challenges at every tier of revenue, at every tier of customer support, at every tier of number of customers that you're at. You get better at handling them. They may be slightly different, but they're really coming from the same sources each time you kind of level up in that. You're going to be doing the same thing for your family business when it goes. You're going to have these same family dynamics with the business issues. So be prepared for them. Embrace them. So if you're ever thinking, but my business is different, my family business is different, 
It is, but it isn't. It's predictable. We know we've seen this stuff go through. We've seen it time and time again. Just like you've seen normal business stuff go through time and time again. You can get through it. Others have been there. Others have succeeded. You're not strange. You're different. You're unique, but not in the bad way. And you can learn from what other people have done before you. One of the biggest things you got to do, though, is remember, these, these, are pro- these problems are all common. There's just a lot of different perspectives about them. Those perspectives are opinions, input, feelings. You've got to respect everyone. you got to hear them all, take it all into account, see all the angles with that. Kind of let that guide you guys through your family decision-making process to make the decisions on the policies that you're going to have, to make the decisions on how you're going to handle these things. When your family has governance and your family is that living, breathing other person just like your business, it can make these decisions. It's no longer just five or 10 or 15 people who have a business in common. You're a family that have each other in common that just so happens to run a business. So none of this is insurmountable. So if you're thinking that, I can assure you that there is a solution. You're unique and you can keep that uniqueness that was your competitive edge, but you also can come through and you can have a same plan for this, just like they do for the business problems. They're purely business problems. They have plenty of books and things out there. They have whole MBA degrees on there. There's studies, whether it's sales, marketing, that's all there for you. Same thing can happen for the business ones. And it usually all goes through governance. I think that's all for this topic today. Everyone just think about that and kind of internalize where that goes because your family problems are going to be similar too. Start thinking about other families and what they did and their successes, their failures. If you need any help, you can always reach out to us. And uh, we'd be glad to answer your questions and and your issues on the air. Or, you know, maybe we'll work with you to solve them out. 